The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. The CFL is unfairly maligned for lack of loyalty and player turnover. We saw it with the NFL last year in the quarterback carousel. Now the NHL, when you sit back and watch the games, no matter the league, you get over it pretty quickly, don't you? You do, but you still don't have that identity with the players. Like Players that bounce around from team to team to team to team to team don't have an identity and don't build that real core fan base. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show, broadcasting live from the West Palm Beach Hilton and the RoofClean.com Boca Raton Bowl. We are poolside, and these are the kinds of days that make you happy to be alive. As uh, we welcome in from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle, our co-host, you're only going to see him for one segment today, Darren Moose DuPont. Hey, Moose, happy Tuesday. How you doing, Governor? I'm doing great. Welcome back. How was the birthday weekend? Uh, It was fantastic. It was three days away in the Florida Keys. She took me to a place that didn't have any live television. I'm willing to do it for three (laughs) days, uh, not for the rest of my life. So, yeah, I'm ready to be back talking sports today in the Boca Raton Bowl. Tonight, we've got a very special guest. Joey Yawk is going to be joining us. He is the broadcaster for the Liberty Flames, ESPN Television, former coach, former CFLer with the Hamilton Tiger Cats, Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and Montreal Alouettes. You'll look him up, and it'll say Joe Yawk. But to us, he's always Joey. <laughs> and he's okay with that. He's okay. We all, Rider fans remember him. CFL fans remember him from the 90s. He's on set here, just enjoying a late breakfast. Uh, we got a lot of friends and family here. Uh, Serena Taylor's going to be with us in hour two because, as you pointed out, Bet Regal has some uh, updated NHL odds, some prop bets. And we were talking about that, Darren, just before we went to air. And Joey's like, I can talk hockey. Of course he can. He's lived in Canada long <laughs> enough. So we, he's going to be with us for an hour. So we got a lot to talk about. There's a lot of CFL and Canadian connections to the Liberty Flames. Uh, Ken Austin just just left Liberty like 10 minutes ago. He's not going to be coaching them tonight, offensive coordinator. We'll get into all of that with Joey when he joins us next segment. Can you please, uh, is it Director Jordan in there right now? Hit the quick six show horn and we'll get ready to roll. Thank you, guys. Uh, well, we're going to talk about all the other topics before we move on to the Boca Raton Bowl. Number one even though we like to open with NHL leftovers. I want to talk about Monday Night Football. A.J. Dillon ran for two touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers threw a touchdown pass to Aaron Jones. And the Green Bay Packers kept their NFL playoff hopes afloat with a 24-12 victory over the L.A. Rams on Monday Night Football. Rodgers went 22 of 30 for 229 yards and a touchdown and a pick to win his ninth straight Monday Night Football start. And I want to ask you this as the football guy in the house, Darren. How long ago was it they were saying the Packers are going to miss the playoffs and Aaron should be shut down and go with Jordan Love and this will be his last year in Green Bay and now they're talking playoffs. Like, where were you on his performance last night and where the Packers are going this year? Well, yeah, and for Rodgers, you mentioned the nine straight Monday Night Football game uh, wins. That's Aaron, right? And, And not always in the big stage because he struggled in the playoffs the last few years, but 
you know, it was funny. He was lighthearted in his post-game news conference, and he said, look it, what did you guys say? We needed five? Well, we got two, and we need a lot of things to go <laughs> our way, and for the most part, they've all gone our way. So, you know what? We're still alive. We're still kicking. Look, ESPN was running the odds all morning. The odds of the Packers making the playoffs as it stands today is 12%. 12%. They're still probably not making it, but they're still alive. And if there's one thing you and I know about guys like Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady is you don't count them out. And the moment you start counting mm-hmm. them out, that's the moment they start digging in their heels a little bit. So you know what? They were saying it's still a long shot, but I would imagine that will fuel Aaron Rodgers. And they've got a fairly nice schedule coming up. I think they'll be okay. Um, They do have some tough games, but um, it'll be fun to watch. The most important games are still to come, and this is a very exciting time in the National Football League, but that closes the week on week 15. And uh, point two of our Quick Six Show topics is simply this. USA Today came down with their week 16 power rankings, and I want to say they're exactly the same top five as you had last week, I think. And actually, I think in the same order. Number one, Philadelphia Eagles. Number two, Cincinnati Bengals. Number three, Kansas City Chiefs. Number four, San Francisco 49ers. And number five, the Buffalo Bills. Those were all the same as you, were they not? The only thing that changed is I had Dallas, I think, at number five. Um, Ah, good point. And they lost to Jacksonville, so they don't deserve to be in there anyways. Exactly. Yeah, I go along with that top five Uh, right now. Okay, we're going to move to hockey other than in theaters now, Landmark Cinemas all across Canada. A proud partner of the Rod Peterson Show, Landmark Cinemas, Violent Night. When a team of mercenaries breaks into a wealthy family compound on Christmas Eve, taking everyone inside hostage, the team isn't prepared for a surprise combatant, Santa Claus, played by David Harbour. He's on the grounds and he's about to show why this Nick is no saint. Violent night in theaters now at Landmark Cinemas. I move on to point three, and it is NHL leftovers on this Tuesday. Mike Hoffman's seventh goal of the NHL season, 68 seconds into overtime, lifted the visiting Montreal Canadiens to a 3-2 victory over the Coyotes at Mullet Arena. Cole Caulfield and Christian Dvorak also scored for the Canadians. Jordan Cairo scored three times Monday night and added a helper as the St. Louis Blues stung the Canucks 5-1 in Vancouver. The Blues are hot, but they still need a stepladder to see a playoff spot. I, I don't think they're going to make it, Moose. I'm going rapid fire through these NHL games last night. Alexander Carrier scored a 2-12 of overtime to give the Nashville Predators a 4-3 victory over the visiting Edmonton Oilers. That one I watched. You would have thought it was a funeral procession going into the game in Nashville. The Preds were 0-4-2 in their prior six starts, but they put up a big fight against the Oilers. Matt Duchesne, Matthias Ekholm, and Jordan Gross also scored for Smashville. UC Soros made uh, 31 saves. For the Oil, Ryan Nugent Hopkins had two. Jesse Pugliarvi also scored for the Oilers. They've lost three in a row. Alexander Gorgia had 26 saves through overtime and stopped two more in the shootout to lift the Avalanche to a 1-0 win over the Islanders. And then a couple other games. Ovi didn't score in Washington's 4-3 win over Detroit. Boston spanked Florida 7-3. That was a Craig McTavish pulled their pants down a game of spanking thing uh, in Boston last night for the Cats. And Buffalo beat Las Vegas 3-2. What I'm saying, Darren, coming out of that busy Monday night slate was what have we learned about the NHL so far this season? If I may go first, I would say absolutely nothing. 
if Buffalo can go into Vegas and win and St. Louis can come sweep Western Canada, <laughs> what's going on? I know. I know. I would say what we've learned is the NHL more than ever feels like it's wildly unpredictable. And Mike Richards yeah. came on the show yesterday and, and thank him for coming on with me. But he said, that's, I never bet on hockey. Can't bet on hockey because I never know what's going to happen. I can't tell you what's going to happen. And I agree. Like, it's so unpredictable, these games. And even when teams get up in games, nothing, no lead is safe anymore, um, which is a good thing for the game that it's unpredictable like that, I think. Yeah, that part, that part is all true. Um, and then the other thing is the Seattle Kraken continue to be in a playoff spot. It's, I talked about it in my commentary today at rodpeterson.com and Sask Radio. Uh, I saw them come back and embarrass the Flames. It was 4-2 Flames over Seattle after two periods in the Saddle Dome about a month ago. I'm like, ah, they got this one. I was sitting with my friend Tammy, come home, and I'm like, what? Kraken came back and won 5-4. They completely smothered and extinguished the Florida Panthers here two Sundays ago in this town. And again, what have we learned? They're, we've learned absolutely nothing other than stay tuned as we get close to the Christmas break here in the National Hockey League. Point four, place line, Moncton, New Brunswick. In the first of three test runs before the World Junior Men's Hockey Championship opened next week, Canada cruised past Switzerland 6-0 at the Avenir Center on Monday night. Shane Wright paced Canada's attack with two goals and a helper. Singles came from Joshua Roy, Nathan Gauthier, Olin Zellweger, and Brennan Othman. Connor Bedard had three assists, while Zach Dean and Dylan Genther chipped in with two. Thomas Millick recorded the shutout. That just makes my heart warm. Canada won 6-0. Bedard proved that he can be a setup guy, not just a trigger man. Now, it was against Switzerland. So we get that. But it sounds like a perfect game to me, Moose. It does. It really does. You know, getting um, your big guns going. You know, Genther on the assist, you know, train. He's going to be a guy who's, you know, you're going to rely on him to score some goals. But having Shane Wright and Connor Bedard get going, I think, is really important early on and developing some chemistry between those two. I think they were playing on Canada's top line uh, yesterday and expecting to open the tournament together. You know, Shane Wright being named the captain of, of Team Canada, and I think that's all um, really positive. And it's just about building momentum now, creating chemistry and building some momentum towards Boxing Day. Yes, and speaking of that, before we move on to a, a few other things, uh, Stephen Ellis watching from the Hockey News in Toronto. He says, I'm jealous of Rod's location. Well, Stephen, get on a plane and get down here. There's nothing stopping you from doing that. You're a hockey guy from the Hockey News. He was with us at the World Jays in Edmonton. Well, you weren't there, Moose. But uh, Stephen right. came on with us. He's a, he's a good guy. Come on down here. Um, Elam Wilson says, Canada looks good. Can't wait for the world juniors to start. And thank you for getting us back on track with that. We have a world juniors special. So nice. We're going to air it twice. Darren, uh, take over that? and tell our viewers about that. Yeah, you're going to be really excited for this one. We're going to air this on Friday as our true world junior special. If you missed it, we're going to air it again on the 27th, uh, the day after Boxing Day, get you set for the rest of the tournament, get you lined up for Team Canada. We have 
Um, and you'll fill in if I missed anybody. Julie Rolbenheimer, uh, NHL Radio Elite Prospects. Um, Sam Cosentino of Sportsnet's coming on. Uh, Peter Labardius uh, is going to be part of that show. Serena Taylor is going to be part of the show. And Team Canada assistant coach Brett Kissio will be part of the show as well. And we'll go through the entire uh, roster and get you set for this game. Look at the other teams. It's going to be a lot of fun. It airs the next two Fridays, our World Junior Special here on Game Plus Network, WQ. Oh, it's Friday and Tuesday. Oh, thank you, Clark. Friday and Tuesday on WQEE, Game Plus Network, and YouTube Live. And uh, I'm going to tell you, it's all that you need to know to get you ready for this tournament. It's not really a preview, but there's, it's just talk about the tournament. And I'll say it again, I'm... One day I'll get my mind around this, but the highest ratings we've ever had were in August at the World Juniors in Edmonton. It was 33 degrees Celsius outside. I don't know what that computes to in Fahrenheit. It's in the 90s, and our biggest ratings were that. I can't, I can't figure it out, but I love it. Uh, Elam Wilson, who is in Winnipeg watching, I believe, says, I appreciate you guys doing that show. Looking forward to it. It's this Friday and then next Tuesday from some of our viewers writing in because we are the most interactive show on television and radio. Jack in Vulcan, Alberta says, we're rocking around the Christmas tree with the RP show. Merry Christmas, Rod, Darren Clark, and the entire Rod squad. Merry Christmas to you, Jacko. From Stephen Jacobson, he writes and he says, greetings and hallucinations from cold Minot, North Dakota. My question is, how much snow will North Dakota, Minnesota get with the Vikings in the playoffs. Super Bowl win means hell's frozen over. Uh, we'll get to the NFL talk with Joey Yock when he joins us next. we got a lot to get to with him over the next hour. It is about day 14 of our NHL reverse retro jersey bracket. We're still in round one, right, Moose? But we're getting to the end of it. And uh, today, the crew have decided to pit Pittsburgh up against Philadelphia. We have the jerseys. Clark's going to throw them up on the screen here. These are this year's reverse retro. They're both very hot. Mm-hmm. And I would say, what do you think of when you look at each one? I think of Mario Lemieux when I look at the Penguins. And for the Flyers, every time I see a Flyers jersey, I generally think of Bobby Clark. But I can throw a Bill Barber in there, too. Maybe a Tim Kerr. Um, I'm voting for Philly, but that's a tough one. That's a really tough one. Yesterday, the San Jose Sharks won. Uh, they beat the Chicago Blackhawks. Those were that was a dirty one you threw with the viewers yesterday, Moose. Those were two very sexy jerseys, and I yeah. saw that San Jose came out on top. Yeah, that was really tough one yesterday, and it was so close. We had, I think Chicago was winning on Twitter, but San Jose was winning at RodPeterson.com, and it was pretty tight on YouTube. So after we compiled them all, uh, San Jose ended up with the win. I like Pittsburgh's in this one just by a hair. But I'm with you, Lemieux, Jagger, and Francis, I think of. And then I think of Eric Lindros with the uh, Philly ones because that would have been the reverse of the, the black with the striping that they wore for a little bit, I think late 90s. So um, for me, it's that. And we only have one left. So I believe tomorrow will be our last jersey poll for round one. We'll neatly put a bow on round one and start round two in the new year. And it should be Winnipeg, Colorado tomorrow. Oh, almost saving the best for last. And I can't remember. I guess I'll wait until tomorrow. But the last time the reverse retros for Colorado was Quebec. Is that what it is again this year? I never really noticed the blue and white. No, it's the, remember the, the uh, C from the, uh, 
the sea, the, the circle. Old Colorado. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Why not, right? Just sell more jerseys. What the heck? <laughs> Anyways, you can vote yeah. over the next 24 hours. You can vote on Twitter for that. Um, this is the last segment for Moose, so I don't know what else you'd like to throw out. I will talk about the Boca Raton Bowl next segment and tee that up for you when Joey Yogg joins us from Liberty University, former Rough Rider Ticat and Alouette. Uh, there are three, six, eight games in the NHL tonight, including the Flames at San Jose, Leafs home to Tampa Bay. In the dub tonight, PA's at Saskatoon, Medicine Hats at Lethbridge, Edmonton's at Red Deer, Victoria is at Vancouver, and Kamloops is at Kelowna. College football tonight, two bowl games. We mentioned the roofclaim.com, Booker Baton Bowl down here in South Florida, but the famous Idaho Potato Bowl goes tonight as well, Eastern Michigan versus San Jose State. So I'll leave you with that, Moose. The floor is yours. What are your last words here? Yeah, I was huddled around the TV last night you know, thinking it was going to be a perfect night in Washington for Alexander Ovechkin to get 801 and maybe 802. Mark and, and Marty Howe were both in the building as it was Detroit playing Washington in Washington. The set, the scene was all set for it to be perfect. It didn't happen. Washington ended up winning the game, but Ovechkin didn't hit the score sheet. They even interviewed Mark and Marty on the intermission show. So we kind of sit now and wait. They don't play tonight, but we'll wait and, and continue to keep on OV watch for 801. To me, that's my biggest storyline here in the holidays. I love that you are so into this. Why are you so into this? Are you into this because Alan May is broadcasting the games, your new friend, or like would you and normally I just have been into this? Have hard eyes for Alan May? Is that kind of, yeah. Yeah. Um, part, like partly, it. sure. But I think it's cool, you know, just it's history. So it's just like, you know, the baseball fans were getting into the Aaron Judge race, you know, every day, or it feels a little bit like Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire. It's just a piece of history. And I feel like I just want to be watching when it happens. Good. Well, I hopefully uh, you will be. If you watch every game, I'm pretty sure that you will. All right, Moose, enjoy the rest of your day. Stay warm. Thank you. Enjoy the Boca right. Raton Bowl. From, absolutely. The Boca Raton Bowl coverage continues after this when Joey Yock joins us of the Liberty Flames broadcast crew. We're live on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and on the radio in Metro Atlanta, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. Hour one continues live from the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. We're broadcasting from the West Palm Beach Hilton, about 20 miles up the road from Boca Raton, Florida. We're very pleased to be joined here, I guess we'd say in our broadcast booth, by Joey Yock, former CFLer. He's a broadcaster with Liberty University. I got the whole preview tonight of the Boca Raton Bowl. It's Toledo up against Liberty University. There's a Huge connection, I feel, Joey, between yeah. the CFL, the Liberty Flames. I'll put you right up close to that uh, thing closer, there. Okay. I know you know your way around a microphone. Yeah. But it's on ESPN tonight, national television. I believe it's on TSN all across Canada. It's a, it's oh, a big deal. Oh, it's on TSN I believe, I believe it is. Yes. Awesome. From, from, awesome. From what I saw. Now, it takes 40 minutes for you to talk about the road to get here. But what would be your thumbnail sketch of this game tonight? Why people well, should get jacked for it. I mean, first of all, thank you for having me on the Rod Peterson show. My Are you pleasure. kidding me? Of course, of course. Are yeah, you kidding? Let's just pump that all day long. I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's the Rod Peterson show, and I love it, man. It's all, and all the Canadians back in, back in Saskatoon, back in uh, uh, Winnipeg and Edmonton. You know, those are all the spots that I lived in. Well, we Montreal. should talk about that. Yeah, Hamilton, Hamilton, Saskatchewan, and Montreal. What was it two and a half seasons with Hamilton, two, two yeah. in Sask, yeah. and two, one in Montreal? And one in Montreal, yeah. Yeah, yeah and then, so. but his... Joey, six seasons in the CFL, but your dad, I got... He's, he's the real guy you should be talking about, not me, that's for sure. Stud. Ray Yawk. Uh, you said he's 84 now? 84 years old now, yeah. Folks, go look up Ray Yawk on Wikipedia right now. It's this long. Uh, the guy's a baller, man. And maybe let's start there for our, our viewers that would know Ray... Coached across the yeah. CFL. He's doing well, you said? He's doing real well. He lives back in Mendota, Illinois, the same hometown that, it, that he was born and raised in and uh, retired and, and is, is, do, is doing very well. But, yeah, he had quite a – it was fun growing up in Canada and being around. He's head coach at Edmonton, head coach at Winnipeg, and, and then be, we moved down to the States uh, when I was 12. He's head coach of the Washington Federals of the old USFL. But I had quite a storied CFL career and – and I was fun going to those old games back in uh, Clark Stadium. Remember in that? Edmonton, in Edmonton, of course, Clark it's a Stadium. Dump. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tiny little thing. Yeah, Clark Stadium, and then yeah. in Winnipeg. And so, no, it was it was it was a blast. Well, and that's the thing. I think people wonder why why is this show going to broadcast live from the Boca Raton Bowl? It's more about the football stories in the York family than it is Liberty and Toledo. <laughs> no, Trust me, that's, we got a lot of stories to get to here. But I looked you up and i told you i remember i've been i was started on rider broadcast in 1991 when i was 18 years of age so i remember your time wow. joey but i forgot that you got drafted by hamilton yeah. and i thought how how is what's your canadian status yeah yeah so no i was i was considered a, a canadian player and uh i got drafted by john gregory and i know john gregory remember just passed away yes actually and uh so john is funny story so i'm playing for north carolina Right now, the Tar Heels of North Carolina, a huge Tar Heel fan, played there, and we're on spring break. And uh, let's say the boys and I went out, and made we might have had a few too many wobbly pops, right? And so uh, we got into those pretty hard. And the next morning, 
Uh, I get a phone call, and it's John Gregory with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. And I still had a year of eligibility left. And so John says to me, Joey, we're thinking about drafting you right now as our first pick, right? If we do that, would you, would you come out early and, and play? And I said, well, maybe. I'll think about it, right? And that was about it. And then about 20 minutes later, I got a phone call, and it was, it was John Gregory again. He said, well, we did it. We drafted you. And I was going into my fifth year at North Carolina. I was redshirted and had started for three years with them, was going into my fifth year. And I uh, decided, you know what? I childhood dream. My childhood dream, watching my dad and my brothers, and my brother actually was playing in, uh, in Canada in the CFL at that time also, was to play in the CFL. All my childhood heroes were Rick House and Joe Popolowski and Dieter Brock and Ron Este and you know all those guys that I was in the locker room Swamp with. Swamp Dog, I, Joe Sw- Pop. Yeah, yeah nice. so all yeah. those, yeah, you know. And so uh, long story short, I ended up uh, signing with Hamilton that year and went, it went and played for the Ticats. But then your real dream happened when you came to Saskatchewan, let's be honest. Yes, the old Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Right. The best best football town in all of Canada. Yeah, talk about that, what you remember. And your dad was the coach. How was it playing for your dad? Well, here's a funny story, too. My dad, I'm playing for Hamilton, and, uh, oh, gosh, what was... What was that head coach? They fired, they fired Gregory halfway through the season. Oh, Don Matthews. No, it wasn't Don no. Matthews. It okay. was. They uh, had Gregory. They had Gregory. We might need your help on these stories, Come on, Ash. Ash, who was the old D coordinator? And then he became a head coach. He was famous D coordinator. In uh, Sask? He, no, he was in Hamilton. He Don was, Southern. Don Southern. Yeah, there Sudsy. it was. Sudsy. Sudsy. Don yeah. Southern. So Don, they, they fired Gregory and they made Don the head coach. And, and uh, so. One day I got a call a couple weeks, you know, after this all happened and getting ready to go to practice and uh, uh, equipment guy comes out and he says, Joey, uh, uh, Sudsy wants to see you in his office. And so well, Sudsy wants to see me. What the heck? So I go, that's never a good call. Right? That's not the call you want. And so uh, I walk in Sudsy's office and he says, hey, I traded you. And I said, traded me? Like, where are you trading? Well, I was going to trade you to Toronto, but I really didn't want to play and trade in the same division, right? So I called your dad up. And he was the head coach of Saskatchewan, and uh, he said, yeah, let's make a deal. And so uh, he traded for me, and I ended up uh, going out to Saskatchewan and playing there a year and a half. Uh, and, but Ken Austin, Ken, Serena was asking if you played with Ken. He was gone. No, he was gone. Ken was up. gone. Yeah. 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 Ken was gone. Those were some long years in Sask, as I recall. Well, we actually had some pretty good teams. Uh, we made the playoffs. Uh, my first year there had a good, I think they finished like 11, we finished like 11 and seven and, and did pretty decent. And then the next year we weren't very good mm-hmm. and we got beat by, well, that's when Flutie was at Calgary. And so we got beat by Flutie in the playoffs and we're, we're uh, at Calgary. Uh, by the way, Phil Kershaw is watching and he writes in former chairman of the CFL board of directors. He says, or oh, C- yeah, yeah Phil chair- Kershaw. Phil's watching. Oh, he says the Phil. Boca Raton bowl is on TSN two. At 7:30 Eastern, 6:30 Central, 4:30 Pacific. You know what? Uh, you know what? Uh, George Costanza's parents would say about this. Tell me. It's Boca, baby. We're going to Boca. Right, How many times have you said that? Uh, no, a lot. Uh, I've said it a lot. We're going to Boca. Remember that episode? Of course. Yeah. Yes. When Seinfeld, he said that he he moved to Boca just to spite Jerry's parents. We're gonna be on the <laughs> shuffleboard court. We're gonna wherever you go, you're gonna see us. See, at some point, we're gonna talk. Football we'll get today, to, we'll get trust to, me. We'll, we'll get to football. But, hey, this is going to be a good football game. 
Well, we'll uh, I'm not yet. Not yet. I, I'm Keep not going, there Rob. yet. Uh, Keep going, Rob. We got more stories. Pickleball. Oh, he did it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, get the ring to bell. Calgary Stampeders. Calgary Stampeders, eh? Yeah. It's great. That well, awesome. let's talk about it. You were the world's, or at least West Palm's best pickleball player today. Yeah, Barbara and I, Bar 86-year-old Barbara and I today, we mopped him up. Bush? Uh, no, it wasn't Barbara Bush. Barbara, Barbara, she was quick as a cat. Let's just say that. She was she was quick as a cat. And uh, no, we had we had fun today playing pickleball. But back home in Lynchburg, well, pickleball is blowing up. And so I started my own pickleball league. And I got four courts at my house. And we got the JPL, the the Yacht Pickleball League. And it, it's it's the <laughs> you real. You make the rules? Let me it's guess. A, uh, my title is CEO. Here's my title. CEO slash head barkeep. Those are my, those are my two titles. So I, I'm in charge of the league. Right, we got hot. 18 members. And, man, we don't mess around. This is a highly competitive. And then we uh, I serve the drinks, and, and, and we have a full meal afterwards every Tuesday night. It's Tuesday night under the light. You know what the name of our court is? <laughs> what? Hell's Half Anchor. I bet. Well, right are you on. the youngest person in the league? No, yeah, it's great range. You got some younger guys than us, but uh, younger guys than me. But uh, we also uh, got a couple. Hey, backdoor buddy Moore, backdoor buddy with King of the Lob Shot, seventy-four years old. Dougie, Doug E. Fresh, we like to call him, seventy-one years old. Unbelievable pickleball players. But then we got guys that are like thirty-two years old. Although, Rod's over here trying to tell me that pickleball is just an old man's game. Not true. It's just not true anymore. They welcome Ron. old women too. <laughs> it's just not true anymore. I'll get you out there. Um, you're, 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 I'd love you, to. Yeah. I heard you. You're what? Fifty years old, right? Just turned. Just turned yes, fifty. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Rod, you and I together on the pickleball court. Danger. <laughs> I got the long reach. You man. got long reach. We, yeah. we would yeah. kill them. All these old timers out of here. It'd be nights out. So go bed. Go to bed, Betty. We don't need you. <laughs> we got some. Uh, our director of scouting, Craig Smith, watching two-time Great Cup champion. Uh, from Rajan, he says, Boca is such a great area. And I'm looking forward to the game tonight. I, we'll talk about that. I got my ticket. I'm not going to be in the press box. I want to sit with the crowd. It was only $32 to sit in the end zone. Okay. And um, we have, what do we got in this segment? We have four minutes in this segment. We have a lot to get to with Joe Yock, obviously. But I see you guys started Liberty as four-point favorites last week. It swung to Toledo's four-point Yeah. What changed? Yeah, I mean... <sighs> I think with the coaching uncertainty at Liberty, you know, with Hugh Freeze leaving and going to Auburn, and uh, and then Ken Austin was the offensive coordinator, and Ken has left, and so, I, you know, that, in these bowl games, that's a that's a big deal because you, you're you're used to calling the plays. One guy's calling plays. You have a system set up. Liberty had a really good season. They had some huge wins this year, and then they they sort of puttered out at the end and lost the last three. And so, and then on top of that, have that change. And Toledo's a good football team. I mean, they're a very athletic, good football team. So, um, yeah, I think that's what you saw the the point swing. However, with that being said, I do, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a Liberty Homer. I've taken a lot of time to study film and look at both teams, and and uh, I do like Liberty in this game. Uh, well, what about the coaching uncertainty, which I meant to get into earlier? You hired the Coastal Carolina coach, yeah. right, Jamie Chadwell, yeah. but he's not coaching not coaching center. this game no no he's 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 out recruiting he's trying to you know, make sure that he seals up all the recruits that had already committed and some new ones that potentially come in so that's a great hire for liberty a great hire i mean jamie chadwell you know liberty's a unique place it's a it's the largest christian university in the in in the world i believe and uh definitely in the nation and and it, it takes a certain type of person to be there and a certain type of fit and Jamie Chadwell, as a, as a football coach, checks as a box from a faith-based school, checks a box. Um, so uh, he, I think he's going to come. What he's done at Coastal is amazing, absolutely amazing. And so 
if, I don't know if, if, if have you ever been to Liberty before? Not yet, but we're okay. going right, Ash. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Liberty, you're going to go there. It's going to blow, it's going to blow your mind. It is, they, uh, I always like to say they pull a Brinks truck up into there every morning and just drop the money off. And, uh, it's, they have a huge online school, largest, second largest online school in the nation behind the university of Phoenix. And so they've been able to, to really have a, uh, make a lot of money through that. And then they've got a great on campus and they've built the best facilities. Everything is state of the art. Everything is brand new, everything on campus, brand new indoor football facility, brand new, uh, football operations complex. Uh, the stadium is beautiful and everything that they do there is absolutely first class. They have an unlimited amount of resources. And so that's why you've seen them there. I think they're the first team to make the jump from FCS to FBS and go to a bowl game their first three seasons in FBS and win all three bowl games, and now they're going for a fourth. So it's impressive yeah. what they've done there in a short time. And when you take a coach like Jamie Chadwell and you bring him on uh, with those facilities and what he did at Coastal, what he did at Charleston Southern, I think they hit a home run with him. So that's scratching the surface of what's going to go on tonight. We've got more Ken Austin stories, Hugh Freeze stories, what they've done at Liberty, some CFL stuff, and I promise, Joey, we will talk hockey because. You're Let's talk a little right. hockey. So we'll yeah. be right back to the Hilton West Palm Beach and the roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl after this. You're watching on Game Plus Television, live streaming on YouTube. Your it's favorite, Boca, baby. Yeah, your favorite podcast platform <laughs> at WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Oh, yeah, he's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. RP Show continues live from the RoofClin.com Boca Raton Bowl. We are live from the Hilton West Palm Beach. And before we have more with Joe Yock of the Liberty Flames, a sports update, Swift Current Broncos forward Josh Philbin has been named WHL Player of the Week. The New Jersey Devils prospect from Winnipeg led all WHL skaters with seven goals this past week while becoming the first dub player to score six times in a game since 2009. Seattle Thunderbirds goalie Scott Retzlaff has been named WHL Goalie of the Week, a B-rated prospect for the NHL draft this summer. He was 3-0 last week with a 1.00 goals against. Tom Browning, an all-star pitcher who threw the only perfect game in Cincinnati Reds history and helped them win the 1990 World Series has died. He was 62. No cause was given. And Lionel Messi and his Argentine teammates were greeted by hundreds of thousands of soccer fans as they arrived in Buenos Aires early this morning following the country's World Cup win in Qatar. The players were welcomed by rock band La Mosca singing Muchachos, an unofficial anthem for Argentine fans. If he's related to Angie Mosca. La Mosca La is the name nice. of the band. Yeah. Nice. Speaking of old CFL names, uh, Joe Yock joining us here from the Liberty Flames. And I don't know where to start i feel like i just want to talk about go, go back to the guy who scored did that guy six score six in goals in one game absolutely yeah it doesn't happen very often that's double hattie eh <laughs> double hattie it's a double hattie eh? oh you really are on your hockey game you weren't joking not take off that's a double hattie eh <laughs> too easy eh how about that boys, boys, the last time you watched uncle? strange brew boys oh now now you're really gonna get me going ron <laughs> my brother told me that drowning beer would be like being in heaven <laughs> Well, I got two soakers. This ain't having this sucks. 
<laughs> strange Brew. It's a Strange Brew classic. We're going to have a, str- a Canadian night here coming up. We're going to air Strange Brew and have poutine. Do you oh, want to come? I'll, be, I'll fly back for that. It's going to be in yeah. Parkland, Florida, yeah, by the way. That. Uh, Ethan's putting it on. Now, I want to read this. You can tell me that it's uh, if it's true or not. Uh, Liberty, eight and four Liberty Flames seeking their four straight bowl victory. Hugh Freeze left as head coach earlier this month to accept a job at Auburn. Coastal Carolina head coach Jamie Chadwell was hired to replace Freeze, but has not been part of bowl preparations. Co-defensive coordinator Josh Aldridge will coach the game tonight against Toledo in the Boca Raton Bowl. We know all of that, but was it contentious with Hugh Freeze and Ken Austin leaving? How did that go down? Yeah. I'll be honest, the honest question to answer that is yes, it was because, and this is the part, this is the problem. We were, I was actually broadcast, we were on the broadcast for the game. They were playing New Mexico State, and there were rumors circling that Hugh was going to leave and go to Auburn, but he was really playing us, and you have to. I mean, you, you, can't, you can't just come, oh, yeah, I'm you know, talking to so and so. Like, this is like, it's, it's hard. It puts him in a difficult position, but. Um, long story short, was they were it was two hours before the game, getting ready to play in New Mexico, and uh, Pete Thamel with ESPN uh, broke the story that Hugh Freeze has accepted the job at Auburn University. So they're in the locker room an hour before the game, and it's on Twitter, and so the players see it. Well, the players call them out before the game starts, and they're like, you know, hey, what, what's going on here, Coach? Are you and, leaving? Yeah, Coach, you leaving? And, and he doesn't deny it, but he doesn't. You know, so it gets caught in the middle. Like, hey, I'm gonna. You buy. So I don't know the exact conversation I have in the locker room, but I do know this much: uh, it had a direct effect on their play, and uh, it left a lot. They got beat. They were a 24 point favorite against New Mexico State. They got beat by 35. So I mean, it just it imploded, and it went downhill fast. And so it was just not a good way to exit. And and Liberty has a really good football team. They have a really good football team, and you just saw that fall apart uh, that last game of the season. Um, you know, they, Kent wasn't obviously really involved in that. He just a few weeks later, uh, Hugh had offered him the job and, and decided to, to go to Auburn with him. So Ken Austin was in limbo a little bit was the, was yeah. the impression that I got. He didn't know if he was going to go to Auburn or not, and some people close to Kent had said maybe uh, – why don't you put out there, Rod, that maybe he'll come back to the CFL? I think he was looking for yeah. opportunities in case Auburn didn't happen. Right. Was there any case, any chance that wasn't going to happen? Because obviously he did end up. No, I, I just, I think can't the combination of Hugh, Hugh Freeze is a very, um, as good an offensive scheming mind as you'll be around as a coach. Like he lives, breathes, sleeps, eats football, and he does a really good job offensively of knowing how to scheme. What he found in Kent Austin is Kent is a very smart football coach, but he's a very technically fundamental quarterback coach. And that's where he, he's in the details. And he does a great job in the development of quarterbacks uh, uh, from a fundamental standpoint and from a knowledge standpoint. And when you take Hugh Freeze and his football knowledge and offensive, uh, offensive knowledge – and you combine it with what Ken Austin's able to teach and help grow and develop a quarterback, it's a great combination. And you look at a guy like Malik Willis, who they coached last year. Um, you know, Malik Willis was transferred from Auburn to Liberty University and, and is now playing for the Tennessee Titans and was one of the probably, you could argue, the most, one of the most dynamic quarterbacks in all of college football last year. And that wasn't just as a runner. It was as a thrower, too. And that was because of Ken Austin's ability to develop a quarterback. How much did you have to do with Kent? 
How much did I have yeah, to do? Yeah, are you around him a lot? No, you can't can't you know, Kent was always pretty uh recluse, I guess, would be in the, the right way. Mm-hmm. So you didn't see Ken a lot. He didn't like to do media interviews. Like Hugh would do all the all the all the offensive media interviews. So usually you get the head coach, the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. Uh Hugh basically covered that for Kent. So Kent start to really really enjoyed staying behind the scenes. I'd go over to the football office and I'd see him every once in a while and we'd talk old CFL stories and right. that kind of stuff. But Kent's a great guy. I love Kent. And uh uh, but for, in terms of media availability, he wasn't really around It's much. weird, though. I feel sorry for Kent because he's so smart. As you know, when he's talking to you, he's yeah. kind of talking over your head. Yeah. And he wonders if you're catching what he's saying. Yeah. You know? But he wrote the foreword for my best-selling book on the Rough Riders. It was about the 2007 season. He was, glad, he was happy to do it. Right. But when we had a reunion for the 89 Riders in 2009, 20 years after, Kent wasn't there. So I'm walking around going, where's Kent? Where's Kent? They're like, right. Kent's not really a reunion guy. He's not a reunion, yeah. yeah they, <laughs> you know you what could, I mean? Couldn't have said any better than that, Rod. I mean, that's about right. I mean, yeah, but that like, mean, it doesn't mean yeah. he's a jerk either. No, though. no, not at yeah. all. It's just like he just sort of does his, does his thing. He doesn't look back. Yeah, he doesn't look back. That's the big one. Yeah, he doesn't right? look back, yeah. But, but then he connects with quarterbacks at every level. Yes. I'm talking CFL, NCAA. Yeah. And he told me one time he would like to coach in the NFL. I wonder... Yeah, he ever will. Yeah, he, I mean, it, sure, that's potentially could happen. Uh, you know, but you look at what he's done. Like Liberty's quarterback this this year after Malik Willis left was a mess, absolute mess. They they uh, uh, they had three different guys that they were trying to. Charlie Brewer, the transfer from Baylor University, he was Baylor and he was at Utah, transferred in and you know put up behind RG three was. You look at Baylor records, it's RG three, and then it's Charlie Brewer, and um, he came in and got hurt. For second series of the season against Southern Miss, broke his thumb, so he's out. So then they had a transfer from Tennessee. Caden Salter uh, was a four-star recruit out of, out of um, that, that transfer from Tennessee. So they gave him a shot. They gave Jonathan Bennett a shot. They had another kid named Nick Hampton a shot. So they're playing musical chairs at quarterback, and they're still winning every game. You have to look at what Liberty did and what Kent did in an incredible situation, difficult situation, to be able to develop quarterbacks, having to try to really play two different guys between Caden Salter and Jonathan Bennett. Still beat BYU, still beat Arkansas, and uh, and took Wake Forest to one point and, um, and then uh, got within a point or two to Virginia Tech. So I say he was the quarterback whisperer before Mark Tressman. And before that might have been your dad, which when yeah. we come back, we'll yeah. talk some more about Ray Yock. Joey Yock's with us from the Liberty Flames. It is the uh, game day. The roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl will be played tonight. It's live on ESPN and all across Canada on TSN2. We'll be right back. We're live all across Canada on the Game Plus television network in 31 U.S. states. Also live streaming on YouTube and on the radio, Metro Atlanta, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Broadcasting live from the roof, claim.com, Boca Raton Bowl. And tonight it's the Liberty Flames against uh, Toledo, 730 Eastern on ESPN and TSN2. And we're very pleased to welcome Joe Yock to the broadcast, the RP Show. I feel bad I haven't got to your questions, folks. I apologize. I've been hogging Joey. He's going to be with <laughs> us into uh, hour two for a little bit. I appreciate that. And then our hockey analyst, Serena Taylor, coming up as well. Uh, 
From the text line, you can always reach us right here in the studio, 902-518-3033. As God is my witness. There he is. From Norm Fong on the 902 line. Rod, please say hello to Joey for me. He looks like he could still play today. (laughs) Signed, Fongo, the Hall of Fame equipment manager of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Oh, my. Normie Fong. Good good to hear from you, Norm. I mean, that is as top-shelf equipment man as you will find. I don't care what league you're in. Yeah, he was... Normie was the best. We love we loved him. To, we love Normie to death. So that is great to great to hear from my old buddy Norm. Now, as I promised, next hour we'll talk a little bit more about the Boca Raton Bowl and some hockey because Joey is clearly following it closely. But I just I do want to talk about your dad, Ray Yock. For those that don't know, he's eighty four now. I don't even know where to start, man. He was drafted in the AFL. Yeah. You obviously know your dad's yeah. history. Two time Grey Cup champion, nineteen sixty one. 1975, two-time coach of the year in the CFL. Why would I read Wikipedia? You're a living yeah. kid. I can give you, you the t- full scoop. <laughs> yeah, tell me full, about yeah. it. Yeah, so he got played at University of Iowa. A couple of interesting facts. He uh, led the nation in all-purpose yards. They won the Rose Bowl at the University of Iowa, beat Cal in the Rose Bowl, and uh, were number one in the nation. They split it with LSU uh, that year. Uh, for the national championship. Uh, Kenny Plain was on that team. Ooh, his name comes uh, up a lot. Yeah, yeah. Stud. W- Willie Fleming, I don't know some of these other guys. Uh, there's some CFLers that played on that team. but um, And then uh, got drafted by the Buffalo Bills. And at that time, actually, the Canadian League was paying a little bit more than what the, uh, the old... People wouldn't believe they, it. wouldn't believe it. True. And so he ended up in Winnipeg and then played in Winnipeg and, and won a great cup. So he won a great cup as a player and as a coach. And uh, so very few people have actually done that. And, uh, and then uh, ended up becoming head coach at Edmonton and, and, and was coach of the year in 70, head coach at, in Winnipeg, coach of the year of eight, in 80, won the Grey Cup in, won the Grey Cup in 19, one of my earliest childhood, five years old, was being in McMahon Stadium in Calgary, uh, watching Edmonton play Montreal in the Grey Cup, and Don Sweet missed a field goal on the last play of the game, Larry Highball deep in the end zone got it, and uh, the uh, the Eskimos win the Grey Cup. And that's I remember. I can remember sitting in Calgary, freezing. A little side note here: there was a streaker, a woman streaker during the, during the national anthem of that game. My mother said, "Joey, cover your eyes," and then she had to do it for me. <laughs> you were five. I was only five. I'm just kidding. a great cup. Great <laughs> cup, said, Lord. Rodson, you were five. That's great. That's uh, great. Well, I'm that. just looking. Yeah, two time. Like your dad is a living Hall of Famer, and he's not in the Canadian. Yeah, we got to get him in there. Yeah, we got to get him in there. We might be able to twist some arms. We it shouldn't be hard. This is a Hall of Fame resume, as yeah. I sit here. But you didn't. So your Canadian status. As a player, non-import, as we say, yeah. were you born in Canada then? I was born in Edmonton, yeah. Okay. So if you live first, the rule back, I don't know if it's still the same now, but if you live five of your first 15 years in Canada, you could be considered a, a non-import. And so I lived from, I was born in Edmonton, lived in Edmonton, and Winnipeg until I was 12. Yeah, they, the rules haven't changed a lot. As a matter of fact, yeah. they've lessened in terms of restrictions. Right. And why wouldn't they? You yeah, want better sure. players in That's the right. league, 100%, 100%. right? 100%. Yeah. What about those arena league days with you? Oh, those are great. Yeah. The old, the old Chicago Bruisers back in the day. And, uh, yeah, no, the, I, the here's a great story. You want to hear a great story? 
my dad was a head coach in the USFL, the Washington Federals. That's when we moved to America, to the United States. And, and, uh, he got fired after his second year there. And, uh, Jim Foster was a old Iowa guy. And Jim Foster came up with the original idea of arena football. And so my dad, I was 12, 13 at the time says, Hey, I'm going to go to Chicago and meet with Jim Foster. He's got some new league they're talking about doing, and he wants me to take a look at it. So I remember my dad coming home from Chicago, and he had a VHS tape. And we popped in the thing. He said, "This is they got this concept called arena football. And watch this tape. And it, I saw the original arena football concept tape to put this thing on. I said, that is the wildest thing I've ever seen. I said, you going to do it? And he said, yeah, I think I'm going to do it. And so he became the head coach of the Chicago Bruisers. And... Ran the whole league, it looks like, yeah, in 1989. Yeah, yeah, then ran the whole league. And the, and, and the arena league in some form or another is still going. Yeah, there, there's, yeah cool. it's sort of spread off in all these, like, Iowa barnstormers. And How are we doing that. for time, fellas? Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, so we've got 30 seconds. <laughs> I think, uh, okay. Uh, Joey's going to be with us for one more segment next hour, and we're going to be talking some hockey with him, some more football stories, and I promise I'll turn the discussion over to you, the viewers, because we are the most interactive show on television, radio, and streaming. We're live from the theroofclaim.com. Boca Raton Bowl kickoff 7.30 Eastern tonight on ESPN and TSN2. We'll be back after this brief pause. Boca, baby! At WQEE. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.